Will, Will and Christian, Christian in the morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Will and Christian in the morning on this very windy day. Very windy. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I'm Christian. I'm Will, and I uh, would like to apologize in advance for the quality of this audio on this episode. Just like last week, we've been having some uh, in-studio tech problems, so yeah, uh, we've had to be re- recording it on my laptop, and it doesn't sound as good. But it's better than nothing. So I'm glad that we still have, you know, a way to record the show, so we don't just do it live. Yeah. All right, so let's get this started. Will, how was your week? My week was better. Uh, I'm not sick anymore. And, That's good. Uh, last weekend, got to do some fun stuff uh, that we will talk about on the in like a few minutes probably. But um, no, I've just mm-hmm. been like trying to be productive this week. It's been going pretty well so far. Um, yeah. How about you? Um, it was good. Uh, busy week. I had some internship interviews. I uh, had one Tuesday. That was pretty good. Uh, and I had one this morning. How'd that go? That was pretty, it went pretty well. Um, so I have a Will and Christian in the morning on my resume. And I think that I makes me opinion. stick out because, you know, the guy, I sat down with the guy and he was like, um, he was like, oh, do you have a copy of your resume? And I was like, oh, here you go. And he was like, oh, you're the radio guy. So he's like, oh, I've been looking through a lot of resumes. Oh. So I guess having the radio show um, made me stick out. And I, we did talk about it for a little bit. And he was like, oh, maybe I'll check it out on Spotify. And I was like, yeah, we got a new episode coming out either tonight or tomorrow. And he's like, I got an hour drive, you know, back and forth to work. And I'm like, okay, if you really want to. If, so, you're, uh, list, if you're listening. Shout out Matt Greenberg. Yeah, shout out from Matt. From Acme. Yeah, um, so, uh, if you're actually listening, that's really cool. Um, thanks. Yeah, I, I realized I didn't have it on mine because, like, I just hadn't updated in a while. <coughs> so I just recently mm-hmm. put it on mine. I had to, like, move some stuff around. But, so yeah. that I is think, a good idea. Though. Yeah, I think it makes you, like, stick out. Definitely. Yeah, but, I wrote um, about it and I had to write a, a cover letter for something and I, I wrote about it on there to talk about, mm-hmm. like, my determination and my experience with, well, you said, like, creating a brand and we kind yes. of have. Definitely. Yeah. I think, you know, like, managing our Instagram sort of, you know, we have, like, a general, like, Personal, personal brand with the show, so it's marketing yeah. for you. Yeah. All right, so let's get right into it. So we got a couple things. Good? Yeah. Um, also, if you can hear like a slight echo, it's because my headphones are also recording and there's a delay, and I have to have the volume up. So Apologies. just work with us this week, all yeah. right? God. It's one of those days. All right. Um, let's get right into it. So we got a couple things to talk about before we get into our main topic. Main topic, yeah. Also, uh, you may have seen that I wrote a lot about. Our I main did. Topic. I'm, I, hey, I'm, I'm happy uh, about that. Um, you know, there's lots to talk about. Uh, you want to start off? Yeah. So, Call of the Wild just recently came out. I kind of forgot about this, but my grandparents who, who listen to the show every week, shout, shout out. out if you're listening right now. Um, they fans. told me that they were going to see it, and I was like, oh yeah, and it's the uh, it's the movie with Harrison Ford. Uh, and like his adventure, like with this dog, and it's based off a very old book. Uh, it's very well known. Uh, I've heard. I think it's one of the first movies that's being put out under the the new 20th Century Studios, and oh, not really? 20th Century Fox. I think. Hmm. Um, and I've heard good things about it. The only the thing that I heard leading up to it was that people were a little weirded out by the dog because the dog in the movie is entirely CGI. Like, That's very interesting. They don't use a real dog, and you can very obviously tell. Like I, I do remember seeing trailers mm. for it. But Yeah, um, Call of the Wild, 20th Century Studios. Yeah, 
Um, but I am looking forward to hearing what my grandparents thought of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I'll check it out once I go home for <laughs> spring break. Yeah, sounds good. So uh, over this past weekend, uh, myself, Will, and friend of the pod, Matthew, we went to, we went to see Knives Out. Yes. And uh, it was very good. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, we can talk a little bit. Like, can we, I don't know if we can talk, I mean, it's been out for a while. Spoiler warning. Also, like, yeah, spoiler warning. It's very good. If you haven't seen it, go see it. But this is your official spoiler warning. Yeah. Um, Well, I was kind of mad because I got spoiled before I saw the movie. Mm -hmm. Not about, like, it's a murder mystery. I didn't get spoiled who the killer was. But I saw something that someone had told me uh, accidentally and... Kind of had it on my mind through the whole movie, and it annoyed me a little bit, mm. but I still really enjoyed the film. Um, I thought it was very good. There were a lot of twists and turns. Like the final ending, I wasn't really expecting it, because well, we were putting up a spoiler warning. Yes. So, like, there wasn't... Essentially, there wasn't really a killer. Well, it's like they... It started off like, oh, they're like, oh, it's just a suicide, but they're like, oh, it's a mystery. There's more to this. And then it was really, like, kind of, yeah, it was a suicide, even though um, Ransom, like, tried to kill... Um, the the girl Fran Fran, uh, so then he was like the bad guy. Well, he did. No, he did. You're right. She so there is a killer, but right, I like yeah. that. I liked that they revealed who mm. like the killer was like pretty pretty early in. But I <laughs> I did miss a pretty pivotal scene because I had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I missed like the most important scene in yeah. the movie. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it was cool. Uh, I thought the uh, uh what was the the main character's name, I mean, the 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 nurse, Marta. Marta. So I kind of, I didn't really like the whole lying. If she lies, she pukes. Well, thing. I don't like that because I have a thing where I don't like when people mm-hmm. throw up in movies. Well, I don't like it either. But I, I just thought it was kind of like a cheap, like, I, I mean, I guess it's interest. It made it interesting, like in the beginning, when it's like, then you're like, oh, we can completely trust her. But then we find out, like, oh, maybe she killed him, and then we're like how can we trust her? I think it worked just because the movie was like very silly. It like, was very silly. But in a, like a way that still like was suspenseful and like serious, mm-hmm. but it was silly. So I think that worked, especially with like the kind of like caricatures that all the other people were playing. Yeah. Having someone that like they threw up when they lie. Like, I think that it didn't really pull me out too much and they didn't use it that much. No, like they, they didn't oh, overuse it. Yeah. They didn't overuse it. But, um, and I think the, the final scene where she like holds it back a long enough yeah. for ransom to uh, expose himself. I thought that was pretty cool. Although it was kind of disgusting. It was, it was definitely like, good. I kept looking yeah. away whenever yeah, I like, couldn't really back. look whenever, whenever I heard, like, the, oops, sorry. Like whenever, um, like after like she threw up on ransom, like I couldn't really like look at ransom cause he, it was, it was, it was, it was definitely gross. Yeah, but, but, um, I thought it was a great movie. Now watching it, like I'm surprised it didn't really like, did it win any Oscars? I think it was nominated, it was nominated for best for like original screenplay. I don't. It, I don't think. I think Jojo Rabbit won, mm-hmm. but that I also see. But I thought Knives Out was very, very good. I thought it was. It, um, Daniel Craig with a Southern accent was that was a little strange. I loved that. I love like everyone. Like the cast <laughs> was great. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, like Chris Evans is a standout, and I thought it was Daniel funny Craig. to see him. You know, we we all know it was Captain America, but he was being like a bit of like. Asshole. Well, movie. interestingly enough, uh, I guess this what, is Scott new. Pilgrim? This is not. Oh, well, thought, also, yes. I thought Scott you were going to say like, oh, he's bad. Scott well, this Pilgrim. is all. This is news that I just yeah. heard that he's in <clears throat> talks. They're making an, a new Little Shop of Horrors movie. 
I heard about And this. he's in talks to be playing the dentist and like abusive boyfriend. So he's the one who's like the like sadistic like dentist who like loves <coughs> hurting people. And I it was Steve Martin in the original <coughs> movie, and I think that would be like perfect for him. And I want to hear him sing. <laughs> well, I think Chris Evans has a pretty good voice. I think mm-hmm. I've seen videos where like pretty much all of the Avengers like can sing. Yeah. It's interesting. Um Yeah, but knives out. Very good. Yeah, and now they're making a sequel. Are they? But I think the only characters that are going to like carry over are Daniel Craig and maybe, uh, what's his name? Like, uh, the guy who was the other detective. Lakeith Stanfield? Yes, him. Oh, I think he might be him. also, yeah, he was great. Um, <coughs> I think he might also be the, like, I, it'll be a different family. A different family, but like, so like a different mystery. Yes. That's cool. But, um, I mean, good for Ryan Johnson kind of bouncing back from the, from The Last Jedi, which is very... You know, a controversial, you know, very yeah, split. I don't know many people who didn't like Knives Out. Yeah, I know. But I just want to bring this up. Um, another friend of the pod, Matt Weiler, <laughs> who came here on Star Wars, um, he refuses to see Knives Out because it's directed by Ryan Johnson. I would like to take this platform to say, Matt, stop being a baby. Go <laughs> see this movie. It's really, really good. It just, nice. it makes me mad. Because I like, I wanted to go see it like, over Christmas break, I was like, Matt, you want to go see Knives Out? He was like, no, it's directed by Ryan Johnson. And I'm like, it looks really good. He's like, I'm sure it's good, but I don't want to support Ryan Johnson. He's being, he's a big baby. So go see it, Matt. And everyone else, go see it. It's very good. Yeah. Um, big, big news. Big that news. just came out like yesterday. Two days ago. Two days ago. Bob Iger has stepped down as CEO of Disney effective immediately. Which was a little strange because it, it sounded like he was going to stay on for a little bit. Yeah, like, and then he, the new CEO is Bob... Bob Chapek. Bob Chapek, who is the head of the Parks Division, I think. Some people aren't happy with that because yeah. they don't like how he's been, like, treating the parks. He's, uh... So, with the new, like, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge land that just, mm-hmm. like, opened recently, uh, originally... Well, right? What? Isn't that, that's not doing too well, isn't it? No, it's fine now. They opened, like, everything's good. That was <laughs> some people freaking out over oh. nothing, but... Um, it was originally supposed to have like all these live actors walking around and like droids like around the land yeah. uh, restaurant, and he was the one who was responsible for like cutting all of that out of the budget. Mm. He's basically known for cutting corners and trying to make things as like efficient as possible, which doesn't really work in that setting. And I think some people are worried that he's going to do that in like with the films or with like other <clears throat> departments of Disney. So like. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if you think like the live action he makes are bad, like he could be, I don't know, like slashing budgets mm. on those. Or, I don't know. But, I don't know. We'll see. So, like, I, I mean, I can't really, I don't know too much about him. We'll see. But I'm just like, why did Bob Iger step down? Well, I think he got, he had been like talking about that he was going to step down soon, but I think it would, I thought it would be announced sooner. Yeah. I just, I just thought it was strange that it's like, boom, effective immediately. Like, he is going to be, Staying on as creative like, director yeah, or something yeah, until next not, year. Yeah, but I mean, he got like everything that he wanted to get. Like he acquired like a bunch of companies. He got <coughs> Disney Plus. Out, I think so. he did. Like he did a good job. It's not like he's leaving on like a scandal. No, like he, you know, he got Marvel, Lucasfilm, um, Fox, Pixar. that was a big buyout, and then like Disney Plus is doing pretty well. Yeah. I mean, like he, good for him. It's about to launch in Europe, I think. Soon. Really good. For him. Nice. So, oh yeah, so that's a. But that's like big news, and we'll just we'll be watching. We'll see how this goes. Yeah, we'll see um, what big decisions Bob number two makes. Bob number two, yeah, it's another Bob. It's funny. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Um, speaking of Pixar, you said Pixar. Yeah. Uh, Onward comes out next week. I'm looking forward to it. I, I am. It's yeah. good. I think I'm going to see it over spring break. Um, I think I will. Probably with like my family or something. Mm. But it doesn't seem like a typical Pixar movie to me. Like from the first trailer, it reminded me of a DreamWorks movie, just with like the fairy tale setting in a modern world. I could. Yeah, it's like the like the Shrek vibes. Yes, it gave, yes it gave Shrek vibes or like <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon, except that's How not tra- really. Yeah, it's it's more that's more like like usually Pixar movie. movies are more grounded in reality, even yeah. if there's goofy stuff in them. <clears throat> I mean, I think this will be this look. It looks good. I think it's more like like it. It's kind of a heavy ish plot because like the two brothers who like they're trying to bring their dad back from the dead. Yeah, and it's like if they like half did it, just his legs, which I think is going to be like really funny. I think that'll. And but they only have twenty four hours to fully bring back their father, or else they can never see him again. And it's like Tom Holland's character; he like, I think his father died before he he was born or when he was really young. So he's never met his father. So I think that's really cool. And then Chris Pratt's character is like, "Oh, we're going on a quest." Yeah, he seems to be a little annoying. um, But let's see. Um, I think that. Um, I think it'll be very good. Yeah, I've I've heard it's like, it's like it's like okay, but it's you know it's a good family movie. I've heard it's, it's got heart, but it's, it's not heart. their best work. Which uh, that's fine because they've had some yeah. pretty trash films in the past. Not <laughs> uh, recently, they've been doing better, but <laughs> around uh, the early 2010s, they weren't doing so hot. <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying to think. I feel I think like they're, this, they're the, doing well. I feel like the big thing that'll uh, the tearjerker scene will be like they finally get their dad back, and but I don't know. Like I'm trying to imagine what it'd be because obviously there's going to be a scene where like they do get him back, mm, and yeah. like maybe they don't get. I don't know, but there's going to be one of those scenes that like it's the typical Pixar like you're going to cry mm-hmm. scene. <laughs> yeah, the, the Pixar you're going to cry scene. Um, I mean, I think it would be interesting if they do that. Like if there's like kind of a twist, like. Um, they get their father back, but they're, it's he's not what they expected at all. Maybe he's like kind of mean. No, I don't. I'm t- I'm done with Pixar done twists. With Pixar like they did it with Incredibles too. They did it with Coco. I never, I never saw Incredibles two. I think I, no, I did. I might. I started um, it one day, but I never finished it. I was kind of disappointed by it. I mean, it was like what, like 13, 14 years. Because Incredibles is one of my like favorite <laughs> Pixar movies. It's, it's what incredible. my it's what my <laughs> family like grew up watching. Yeah. Uh, like we would quote it all the time and stuff, and it was like a big deal. Like my my sister, my dad, and I all went to see it on Father's Day. It was like a big deal for us, and I yeah, it's a good movie. I was a little disappointed. A little disappointed, but yeah. yeah. But I'm wondering if there'll be a short with this one because I would assume so. I think the last one that I saw was Incredibles two with the the Bao Bay or whatever, mm. um, with the little like yeah movie. that. Uh, that was hard to sit through at the movie theater. Why? <laughs> Very emotional. Oh yes, yeah. I love that short though, so I want I want a good one. <clears throat> um, what did did Toy Story four have one? It's, I don't remember. I don't think so. I'll look it up. Yeah, because I I saw that in theater, but I don't remember if that was short or not. That was short. Was also, let me double check I, on that. I, All right, we're that. still recording. We gotta we gotta check every every song. Um, yeah, it did it did not. Oh, I remember. Yeah, it was like kind of a, because it was, it was like the first one without one. I think <coughs> maybe. So then, I guess we'll see if this one has one. Hopefully. All right. You want to get into the main topic? Yeah. So right. I guess you 
talk about some of these because I feel yeah. like you, you know more <laughs> than I so, do. So let's get into the main topic. We actually have a main topic this week. I'm happy. So today we're going to talk about conspiracy theories in TV and film. So it's like, you know, like the one, all those videos on YouTube. It's like, oh, this cartoon actually has this dark secret. So it's, it's those sort of things that um, we wanted to talk about this week. We focused on like animated though. Mostly. Yeah, it, it ended up being mostly animated. So um, we, we have like, uh, like uh, a few like kind of bigger one. We have one like bigger one that we'll talk about. But to oh, yeah. get started, um, to really just understand what we're talking about, we'll start with a couple of the more commonly known ones. So there's, there's a theory regarding SpongeBob that the main characters all represent the seven deadly sins. So um, it just kind of lines it up. Most of them are obvious, or not really obvious, just like most of them like work pretty well. Um, Patrick is sloth. It's pretty self-explanatory. He's like super lazy. Um, Mr. Krabs is greed. Duh. Gary, gluttony, because like it's sort of like a running gag in SpongeBob that like SpongeBob like, oh, I got to feed Gary. I, I forgot to feed Gary. So like Gary's always eating. So that's sort of matched up with gluttony. Squidward's wrath. Because he just hates everything, yeah. including himself. It's kind of sad. Whatever. Um, Wouldn't that be Plankton? No, Plankton is Envy because he oh. is jealous of Mr. Krabs and the Krusty Krab and the Krabby Patty. And he's trying to do everything he can to get it, to get what he wants. So that's sort of envious because he like hates Mr. Krabs because he's more successful than him. Uh, Sandy's pride because you know, she's smart and she's always like showing off her new inventions. So that sort of makes sense. I never sense. thought about this. Yeah, exactly. But then it sort of lines up. And then the the le- like the one that is sort of strange, SpongeBob, the last sin is lust, which kind of sounds like it doesn't work, but like one <clears throat> according to like one website I found, it says lust in one definition is excessive love for others. And that's hmm. sort of SpongeBob's MO. Yeah, it everyone. yeah, so that's so that kind of matches up with that. Like I think the other six are pretty they work very well, and then lust is sort of like, eh, it kind of works, but it, it, there's like the one definition that matches up. Yeah. So that, like, that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. Or like another SpongeBob one is that um, uh, everyone in Bikini Bottom is, they can like talk and speak. And uh, yeah. That's all because of like a nuclear fallout. Yeah. And just like toxic waste got, you know, like, re- like nuclear radiation sort of. Um, morphed the the character the you know all the secrets in Bikini Bottom and gave them you know the ability to speak and walk and think stuff like that yeah. so that that's one simple one I just looked up um, just like <coughs> to see if there were any others that I forgot about and I I completely forgot uh, Toby from the office oh, yeah. being the screen the screen strangler. that's yeah that's a common one just uh, like you know Toby's so obsessed with the the strangler case and he's that kind of sketchy and um there's like the one episode was i don't know it was a jim and pam's wedding i think <clears throat> where like toby is like trying to go into the church but then he can't because he's like oh i haven't been to church in a while oh. i think he like th- there's one point where it like gets into the, into the church that empty chapel and like kneels down and he's like talking like he's praying he's like hey we haven't had conversation in a while and i think yeah, that's sort of like oh maybe he's like kind of regretting the things that he's done. I like the the Office YouTube channel put up a video <coughs> and it was like making a strangler. Oh, yeah. Like, I, a picture of I, I saw that. Yeah, that's funny. It's good. No, but yeah, that 
That's a theory they like because it's one that's like pretty plausible. Yeah, and like there's like little bits of evidence that like if if you're not thinking about it, then it, you just watch the show, but then it just gives you something to think about, like the SpongeBob thing. Obviously, they didn't form it from the Seven Deadly Sins, but it's like it kind of matches up. It's like oh, it's kind of interesting. That just made me. Have you you've seen Parks and Rec, right? Parts. Parts. Of, okay, so um, there's <laughs> it's a dumb theory that. Uh, Stranger Things and Parks and Rec are in the same universe. Oh, I've seen this. Because uh, there's a character uh, named Jean Ralphio. Mm-hmm. Played by um, um, Ben Schwartz, who is the voice of Sonic in the new Sonic Hedgehog yeah, movie. Yeah, so like, his whole thing is he's super annoying <coughs> and like uh, he's got this like crazy hair. And in Stranger Things, there's Steve Harrington, who is played by Joe Carey, who's also got like this like hair. Um, he's a little less annoying, but they've... they've kind of similar looking. They just, and they just look similar and <clears throat> there was a video of like the two of them that like they were like walking together and it's like oh we have all the mannerisms match up so the theory is that like um, Jean Ralphio is like the grandkid of or like the child or grandchild, grandchild. Of, I, I think it'd be grandchild. of Steve Harrington um, and, but then also that Eleven is Leslie Note because one, they call her, like, L, which is dumb, but also that she really likes waffles. And in Parks and Rec, <laughs> Leslie, like, her favorite food is waffles. And the show That's takes funny. place in Indiana. So I think oh. this is a very, uh, I think this is a pretty plausible theory. Definitely, yeah. Um, I can't wait to see season four really connect the two shows. Yes. Um, when Ron Swanson shows up as a child. <laughs> so that doesn't really make any sense because it's in the 80s. But, um, That's really funny. Um... Yeah, like I heard about the the John Ralphio Steve Harrington thing, but not the that's yeah that's really that's not <laughs> that's pretty dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> but it's like it's just like a funny thing to think about. Like oh, ha, ha, isn't that funny? Um, here's a popular one that I have a little backstory about. So yeah, I never heard of this a uh, it's popular Pokemon theory regarding the the show is that Ash throughout the whole show is in a coma. This is more of like. Stepping into the creepy pasta. Well, yeah, you have a creepy pasta link right there. Yes, well, that was the first result I found. So basically, in like one of the early episodes, it's either like the first or second. um, Ash gets struck by lightning. I think like Pikachu like accidentally shocks him or something. Hmm. And uh, so then, like the rest of the show is like fine. It continues on, but um, after, according to this theory, after Ash got struck by lightning, he goes into a coma. And just the entire show, he's in a, he's, it's just his dreams um, of him, you know, his subconscious mind, uh, mm. quote, fulfilling his desires as well as attempting to escape reality. So that's, that explains why Ash doesn't age at all. Um, why, like, the, the seasons don't really change that much and how everything is, like, perfect um, you know, he can be like a Pokemon master, just like he always wanted. Um, there are like some, <clears throat> some of the characters they say match up. Um, they say like jo- Officer Joy and Nurse Jenny, um, he knew from his hometown and they act as a safety net or anchor, allowing him to feel safe no matter where he goes. Uh, the professor represents, uh, Ash's ideals, which is why Gary became a professor. Oh, his grandchild. Um, <clears throat> Some yeah, of his, his traveling, too. some of his traveling partners kind of met. It says that Brock is, uh, Brock is a projection of like Ash's desires, I guess, because um, uh, like Brock is always like trying to get girls 
mm-hmm. in the show, but he's never successful. So I guess apparently that matches with Ash, you know, never really like being with anyone mm-hmm. in his life. So now, whatever. Um, Misty. What's this about Misty? Uh, uh, this, no, I don't know. This is kind of weird. Uh, Gary Oak, that's like his rival, mm-hmm. Professor Oak's grandchild. And he represents um, what Ash wants to be. And he sort of has this, you know, rival. So he's like, oh, I'm going to best my rival and be the greatest Pokemon master in the world or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's sort of, it's just like, he's like living out his fantasies. But after that um, lightning strike that he fell into a coma and the whole rest of the show was just him imagining what his life would be like while he's in the coma. That's why he's always 10. It's kind of dark. Yeah, it's kind of dark. So here's my little story. So there was like a Game Theory episode on this and I used to watch Game Theory a lot. Uh, back in like high school. So when I was in eighth grade, eighth or ninth grade, I was in, I had this health class. Mm-hmm. It was really, really just, it was not good. The teacher wasn't good. All we did, like we didn't learn. Mm-hmm. She just like gave us like magazines at like health magazines. She's like, oh, like summarize these articles. And like, that's literally all we did. Okay. But for her midterm and her final, she, same thing every year. She would like, she was like, oh, handwrite two two-page papers on whatever health topics. So I decided to write about comas and just talked about the Ash Coma theory. Oh, Christian. What grade did you get? I got an A. I, she, okay. she didn't read it. Like, <laughs> I don't think she read it. Like, nice. It's like an ongoing joke that like, my dad would say. And, like, he was like, oh, you should put it like, in the middle of your health paper. If you're reading this, please underline this sentence. But like, I never did that. But like, no. we, uh, we were always like, oh, she never really read it. But I just thought it was funny that like, it just kind of took, like, I basically just, like, copied off the game theory. That was my health midterm. Or, excuse me, no, the class was called Drugs and Alcohol. So you're grade. admitting to, to copying on live oh, on... Oh, no. I think you should get kicked out of St. Joe's. <laughs> All right. All right, bye, guys. Um, yeah, so that's that's the Ash Coma Theory. Another one that we had talked about before was the, the Scooby-Doo one. Oh, yeah. In the original show, so... Um, in Scooby-Doo, where are you? Um, you know, the, everything's run down and dark. There's not really a lot of people there. So this theory says that during this, during Scooby-Doo, where are you? There is a period of a depression. Like they're in an economic depression. So that's why there's like not a lot of people there. That's why everything's like run down. Cause like a lot of businesses have to close. And you notice a lot of the villains are like dressing up, are like billionaires or like rich people. Yeah. They're dressing up in like monster costumes to scare off people. It's usually <clears throat> to get more money or like keep people off their land so they can like get more money. And the theory says that like they're losing money because you know the country's in an economic depression. So they're even though they're supposedly like millionaires, they're losing all of their money and they're doing anything they can to keep it. Hmm. So that sort of describes like the dark atmosphere of the show and why like everything run down and um like there's not a lot of people there yeah. so that's that's like another thing interesting kind of thing um <clears throat> what else you said the the and on an lsr tarzan sisters yeah that's a that's a theory because in that. frozen uh <coughs> parents die at sea at least that's what they think but i'm pretty sure frozen 2 completely throws this theory out but because I mean, Thanks for not, spoiling not it, a Will. spoiler. They find like the ship that the parents died wow. in. So that's not really a big spoiler. But the theory, like for before that, was that the ship didn't actually crash at sea. They crashed on an island 
and that's the island where at the beginning of Tarzan, like the the f- two people crashed and yeah. give birth. Like I guess Tarzan's with them, where they give birth to Tarzan. So the people thought that like they were both siblings, but I'm pretty sure like the people who like made the film came out and said like no, they're not. But no, yeah, it's a fun it's little. Just a, and I, th- I think that Tarzan's parents and Anna and Elsa's parents also look similar. I don't remember. I, I don't know. That, like, I, I had seen this, like, a while back. This was another, like, film theory, you know, the game theory uh, movie channel or whatever. But I, I remember seeing that, like, their parents... See, look, there's a picture right there. The third one. And then, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's, not, it's I, a bit of a stretch, it is but... A bit of a stretch, but, like, whatever. But, um... I don't know. I, uh, the dad, I can It's see. just, like, a, it's, a, it's a fun little theory. Um... Oh, another one, um, Rugrats. Um, <clears throat> there's a theory that none of the babies exist and it's all in Angelica's mind that she's, like, schizophrenic. Yeah, that one's really dark. Really dark. Uh, so maybe, maybe we won't talk about that. Not in too much but, um, detail, at least. No, but yeah, basically, like, a bunch of, like, sad stuff happened <clears throat> to the point where, like, yeah. she's imagining all these babies. Yeah, so, like... Tommy and Chucky, like, they don't exist. They're all projections of Angelica's schizophrenic mind. And, like, based on, like, the world, like, the people who around her. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the, that's really, like, what we're talking about. But here's, this is the big one that we both want to talk about. Uh, now, this is the Pixar theory. The Pixar. The Pixar theory. theory. So this is a kind of long, ongoing theory um, by John Negroni. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But the basic... Um, here, I'll just open the website. Let me just, um, let me just read this out. Every Pixar movie is connected. <laughs> I explain <laughs> how and possibly why. It says, In 2012, I watched a video on Crack.com that introduced the idea, at least to me, that all the Pixar movies actually exist within the same universe. Since then, I've been obsessed over this concept, working in, to complete what I call the Pixar theory, a working narrative that ties all of the Pixar movies into one cohesive timeline with a main theme. Another longer title is The Grand Unifying Theory of Pixar Movies. Um, and they cover, it covers every single movie, and it says, um, it says, Cars 3, Coco, Incredibles 2, and Toy Story 4 will be included in the upcoming yeah, book. Yeah, he wrote a book. Um, I, he put <clears throat> some of them out online, but mm-hmm. I didn't really read through them that mm-hmm. much. Like, they connected in, like, ways that make yeah. sense, but... Um, this really starts, this is pretty much from, like, the first Toy Story up to, like, Brave and, like, a couple other movies. But the the entire theory starts with Brave, <coughs> which is in, like, the Middle Ages, not mm. Middle Ages. It's in, like... <coughs> the Dark Ages. Dark Ages, yes. Um, so, like, there's magic, and uh, there's magic, and this is the, the reason that animals are able to, like talk or at least, like, show human traits because... Kind of, kind of like Sven in frozen yes because How he doesn't speak but he's just sort of frozen he's also sort of frozen no he's sort of he like he can show human emotion yeah so because uh mm-hmm. merida's mother and she like wishes for her to be turned into a bear so a the bear can't talk <laughs> my mother into a bear if you could predict your future it's would, if, if you had the chance to change your, your future fit, whatever would you um and the bear can't talk, but it like still exhibits the same like it like it acts like her mother. Um, and there's this uh, this witch in the movie 
who her big thing is that she just kind of like disappears through doors and everyone <coughs> in this theory, she's supposed to be boo from monsters incorporated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the whole thing is that she's actually time traveled into the past and been working with magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a, in the movie, there's a carving, like a wood <coughs> carving of the pizza planet truck. Yeah. And there's also like a, a carving of Sully. Yeah. And I think that like it, when we get to the end, I think monsters, monsters Inc. is like the last in the timeline. Yes. And it all sort of comes full circle, as we'll see. So, like, the reason why the old witch, you know, is, like, dealing with... Why Boo's dealing with magic, she has been spending her whole life trying to find Sully. Because, like, at the end of Monsters, Inc., you know, she opens the door, and it's just her closet, and Except Sully's he does gone. see her at the end. <clears throat> I think... He, maybe that's just for, like, one second, but then, according to the theory, like, she spends the whole rest of her life trying to find him. So that's why she, like, ages... That's why she's old here. She's dealing with magic, and the doors are like the time travel. Kind of thing. And well, the big thing <clears throat> throughout the theory is the struggle between humans, animals, and machines, or like mm-hmm. AI. So these animals that like were changed with magic apparently like evolved over the years, or, or were mm-hmm. like experimented on more. Uh, and so that kind of <coughs> there's been like years and years, and that kind of leads mm-hmm. up to Ratatouille or <laughs> Ratatouille, however you like to pronounce it. I'd, um, I'd, I don't see why there's like a, there was a big argument. I know. It's Ratatouille, was, Ratatouille. It's the same thing. I it's know. just like more of an accident. You're like Ratatouille. It's like or you can rat see Ratatouille. Ratatouille. <laughs> so I think what it says here, like, because Ratatouille is like in France. It's sort of like, it's not exactly modern. It's a little older. I think, I think it takes place like early 2000s, I think. Oh, like okay. there's some of these movies uh, are like around <clears throat> the same yeah. time. But um, according to, so that, that comes up and. You know, Remy is one of these animals um, where he sort of develops human uh, qualities and, like, he wants to cook, but that's a thing that humans do. So then that's sort of like a, the conflict between the animals and the humans. So, and then, like, similar thing with, um, like, Finding Nemo, you know, like, the, the animals of the quality. I think that that gets to that later. But, like, Ratatouille, animals want to do human things, they can do human things, but the humans don't want them. Yes, or they, like, yeah. And so uh, that connects to Up, which is where Charles Munt's, like, the villain of the movie. Um, I guess he learns, or maybe he's seen, like, other animals exhibit this type of behavior. Or he learns, or he learns about, like, the rumors about Remy. Uh, and that's what drives him to make those translator, like, collars for his dogs to let them, like, talk and express their emotions more. But <laughs> at the end of the movie, the dogs are all set free, and so uh, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how, but I guess like there's there begins like tensions between animals and humans begin to grow. Maybe I think um, I think what he's saying is like um, <coughs> oh here we go. Um, but then Doug and the rest of his experiments are set free after Munz's demise. We don't know the full implications of that, but we but what we do know is that animosity between the animals and the humans is growing steadily. Now that the humans have discovered the potential of animals, they're beginning uh, to cross the line. Yes. To develop this new technology, the humans begin an industrial revolution hinted at in Up. Yes, yeah, so uh, the big like company that kind of starts the whole machine thing is, uh, by and larger, B&L, which mm-hmm. I just think of the bare naked ladies when I see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this is apparently the company that uh, was the reason that Carl was getting pushed out of his house at the beginning of mm. Up, like the people who were like doing all the construction around him. And this is the company that took over the world, and they're the reason that the world is literally trash in Wally, <coughs> like at the beginning mm. where everything is destroyed. 
um, and all polluted. So they, they did like a bunch of stuff, you know, they took over the world and just like all of their, they just kind of go into all these industries like in Toy Story 3 when they take off, um, when they like go reset Buzz, the, his batteries are B&L batteries. Mm-hmm. So that sort of connects to Toy Story, which we'll, I think we'll get into later. And humans are kind of starting to like antagonize the animals. I forget exactly how, but well, I think it's it's like um, um, like the animals are getting smarter. Yeah, and like so because of like you know the magic that happened in uh, Brave that sort of allowed the animals to sort of um, you know get these human qualities. So they're becoming smarter and more um, just sort of taking on more human qualities and then the humans are like, no, those are animals. We have, you know, we, we do our things, you do your thing. So it's sort of like animals can't be humans, but the animals are taking on more human qualities. So then there's this sort of tension there. Yeah, and um, <coughs> Dory is kind of, and Finding Nemo in general is an example of the animals. Like they, they still don't do everything human related. Like they have school, but they're more evolved. They're talking, they're like, they're more intelligent. All these animals, um, like even like the sharks are speaking, but Dory is like the odd one out. She's kind of seems maybe less evolved because of her short term memory loss. And it's kind of showing that the other animals, like they've gotten beyond that, like their memories are stronger, but she's also like the only fish that can read and mm-hmm. uh, is like really capable of understanding all that stuff. So maybe she's an example of an animal or a fish that's even more yeah. evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, then, and we see like at the end of finding Nemo, how like everyone who's in the fish tank, they sort of, they had this, they, concoct this whole plan to escape the dentist's office and they sort of like kind of rise up against um, the girl, what was her name? Uh, Darla. Darla. And they sort of like, you know, like rise up against the dentist in his office. So that's more like tension between the humans and animals. Yeah. Um, So now we move on um, to AI. So this is in machines. Now this is more with the machines. So that leads into the Incredibles. So that's syndrome. Um, he, uh, you know, he makes the AI. He makes like the big droid. Yeah. And then that sort of, that shows that um, like now humans are also evolving because um, like the, we have like the superpower movies or the superpower humans. Um, it says, he put a little note here. A lot of people have been arguing about where The Incredibles actually takes place because we oh, see technology yeah. from modern times and the 1980s even though everything has a 1960s vibe. This is cleared by Brad Bird, the director, who says the movie takes place in an alternate 1960s, which means the movie opens in the 1950s. Yes, and so the machines that, like, Syndrome is using, he says they're run on zero-point energy, which this feels like a stretch, but this guy says that this is the energy that is what makes, like, the toys come to life and toys story and, like, make inanimate objects live. Uh... And so the machines are starting to get kind of annoyed at humans or fed up with them because uh, they're not, like, they're sentient, but they're not treated well. Like, the toys get thrown away or put in storage. Uh, yeah, and so that's sort of, and now, like, so now other than just animals, now the machines and, like, the toys or whatever, they're getting smarter, and now they're starting to antagonize humans because the humans just aren't treating anything well. And we see, like, B&L, you know, doing... Um, Oh, it says the it says the AI. Yeah, it says the machines were the ones the machines behind. Made BNL. Like made the company. It says by the events of the Toy Story movies, we're in the '90s until 2010. It's been 40 to 50 years or so since the events of The Incredibles, giving the AI plenty of time to develop BNL. So, 
<clears throat> I mean, that's an, that's an interesting concept that the AI who have this kind of hatred of humans, they make this company and they, now the AI is taking over the world away yeah. from the humans. Um, so by the 2000s, the superhumans are all but gone and mankind is vulnerable. Animals who want to rise up planted the ape style have the ability to take over, but we don't see this happen. So now the AI, you know, they do this stuff. And then there's like a kind of a war between <clears throat> like the machines, the animals, the humans. Mm. Humans are kind of... Like the machines win, the humans are kind of wiped out, except for the ones because who, of all the pollution. So now we, the Earth, can't you can't really survive on the Earth. So everyone is humans. sent. All the survivors are sent up on the ship from Wally mm-hmm. that's run by BNL. Yeah. So then the machines win the war. So who's left? Cars. <laughs> so now that's this is the cars, and if you kind of like look through, you know, it's kind of like the same Earth, you know. In Karsu, they go to Japan, which is like a real-life location. And they, like, have these... They've been influenced by humans, but mm. there's no humans left. There are, there are no humans. It's just sentient machines. So, um... Everyone's in space. All the humans are in space, and they're getting lazy. And there's also kind of energy <laughs> issues going on. They talk about that in Cars 2 with, like, the, the green energy. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And that becomes a thing later. That becomes a thing. Um... And I think that's also like BNL. I think what do you mean? B was was BNL like the the fake company that did like the like the villains of Cars too. I really oh. I don't really remember so yes, much about the company's called All in All or All in yeah. All. And someone said that All in All sounds like by and large, like it's like pretty yeah, similar. So it's like it's like a front. And like they make like All in All like makes like the the chemical energy, but it's like harmful to the cars. Right? Yeah, something like that. I've only seen Cars two once. So yeah, I didn't really know. But I think that's like I think the theory says that like by and large is also just trying to like um, wipe out the cars or something. Um, oh yeah, it's possible to that the machines send humans away to curb overpopulation to fix the environment without them. But the world was drained of resources as the result of machines populating the Earth. So then that would. So maybe like buying like BNL is trying to like help with the problem of depletion of resources by like killing off some of the cars. I don't know. Uh, um, that just made me think of Cars Three though, which I forgot happened. I did not see Cars Three, but uh, it was fine. But I would always just the commercials were Lightning McQueen, McQueen is like straight up dying and like crashing. Oh yeah, that it's was, like the slow motion, like him yeah, flipping. It's like yeah. it's like yeah. like that, and like the the reverb on the breathing, and he's like, I'm. It was like I'm done when I say I'm done. Wow. <laughs> that was awful. Uh, um, actually, Cars Two was not bad. It was better than Cars Two. Mm-hmm. Which is sure. Um, <clears throat> oh yeah, here it is. Uh, all in all, Corporation was using green energy as a catalyst for the fuel war in order to turn cars away from alternative energy sources. That clean, quote unquote, fuel could have been used to wipe out many of the cars very quickly. So I think they're really just um, <clears throat> trying to wipe out the cars. And now that sort of brings us to Wally. So obviously that we see the implications of by and large and all the pollution. So and it's just Wally. And all the people kind of have to rely on them mm. up on that space station because they're all like yeah, not like <clears throat> helping. For, like they're just like relying on the machines. So then at the end of Wally, uh, they find out like the Earth is habitable. They bring the little plant in the shoe. Wally's That's the so last good. of. I need to rewatch Wally. Wally's a green. Fantastic. And that so the plant in the shoe. Grows into a big tree, and now we lead into a bug's life because that apparently that the 
the tree that grows out of the shoe looks like the big tree in Bugs and Life. This is kind of the start of repopulation <coughs> of like the planet. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because Bugs Life, he talks about it, is one of the only like, I guess like animal type or like creature like related films where there are pretty much no people. Yeah. And like they're really not even implied to, <coughs> to be an issue. Mm-hmm. So then that's, that would make sense in the theory why it sort of takes place after like the almost pretty much extinction of humans. So maybe it's like this like one area where like human, there's like a very small population of humans because it's just everyone who was on the ship yeah. and they're repopulating. So it's, this just might be an area where there's no humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and it said like bug in Wally, there were bugs like the little, like cockroach. Wally had a little cockroach friend. So bugs do exist. Um, so I don't know. I don't really get this explanation where they say harmony, like within the world, like eventually people like humans start like they're like repopulating there's like more mm. peace harmony in the world and that is like what leads to the creation of the new species of monsters yeah um <clears throat> alright let me see um I'm trying to find like where it's at. but they're not like they're not sure if it's just like evolved humans or animals mm. or if it's an entirely new species but they the doors in Monsters <laughs> Inc. are time travel portals yeah they go back in time to collect energy yeah so like humans are like not really around except in like the child's room so like the doors are like portals to a previous time when humans did exist um or there were more of them or or there were more of them at least and then it said like oh monsters university it says founded in 1313 so they're saying like it's in the future they start they're start the calendar over so this is whatever. Um, <clears throat> it says, it's possible that the monsters are simply personified animals mutated after the disease earth was irradiated for 800 years. So just like all the pollution and um, probably like nuclear energy just uh, mutated animals into the monsters. Like they could already kind of talk and they had these human qualities so sort of like, you know, they evolved into monsters. Yeah. Um, so, and then that leads to like Boo with mm-hmm. the whole going back in time thing, and that kind of brings it full circle. Except that there are now more, more movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Inside Out was <coughs> one of the ones that came out like most recently after this theory was made. Uh, and they're talking yeah, about how right humans—it's not very good, I don't think. Uh, well, basically, that like humans are <coughs> batteries, and children are especially more, um, like able to be like their energy can be taken because their emotions are mm. more unstable than adults. So like fear could just take over mm. and that's, or like laughter and joy. So, so that, that's what allows them to like, get like such concentrated energy because the adults and in inside out <coughs> their brains, like mm. it's more of like a council of their emotions. Yeah. Just, but like, then stuff. Yeah. Like I think in the, like in inside out, when they go in the minds of like the mom and the dad, it's like, they're like the different shapes of the emotions, but they all like look exactly the same. Yeah. Like the dad, they all have like the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> but like Riley's emotions, they're all like different colors and they're all just like, they're all different. They're all kind of unique. fighting over like. Yeah. So that makes sense that like the, the, the children have more wild emotions that can be like fear, like focus on fear or focus on joy and laughter. Part, part of the, part of the theory, which I don't think really tracks is that, Bing Bong is actually a monster, like from Monsters Inc. Who, mm-hmm. when she was a very young child, went into like her room to either scare her or make her laugh, and it like cemented in her memory. But that that doesn't make any sense. To why, me. Do, why doesn't that make sense? 
Well, I mean, I don't really see how connect like why it matters <clears throat> to the. Um, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter, but like that could be just like a potential connection. Like, I guess if so. Bing Bong was like one of the funny monsters that like now Riley like could never stop thinking about him. So now she, it's like oh, and then like, um, if she's like oh yeah to her parents like oh yeah this Bing Bong, and then obviously they're not the parents aren't going to see Bing Bong, so they're like oh it's her imaginary. That's friend. true. So that sort of makes sense. I and guess. Then, uh, I did not... I read <laughs> Wait, about the... I just saw this, so look at the Donald Glover voice. Oh, I saw <laughs> emotions! Um, ah, and I then like they talk, he talks about like, the dinosaur, <laughs> and it was pretty much just like, oh, animals are more advanced than humans in this yeah. like, world. And then um, Coco, I did not... I think that's in the book. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I'm not gonna... I'm not paying for this. Yeah. Finding Dory, I think that's just a sequel to Finding Nemo. I yeah, think. a little bit more about, like, I guess, <clears throat> the evolved yeah. animals or whatever. So... I think it's a, so. This is a pretty solid theory. I think. Yeah, this, it has I a feel lot like of, this is one of the most thought out yeah. and like plausible sounding theories. <clears throat> I'm. I don't know if anyone from Pixar has ever been like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I. But it's not like it's just like something fun to think about. So definitely. now let me let me propose this. Weird, knowing what you know about um, onward, where would you place it? So, yeah, this is weird because <clears throat> these are characters that are not human mm-hmm. this is like obviously very fantasy there's all these creatures that don't exist and there's magic this could even be before brave maybe maybe this is before brave um where there is there's magic and magic yeah. used to be a big thing in the world and they say in that like in the trailer but it's gone away um and so maybe i'm assuming that this kid tom holland's playing is going to mm. be a wizard by the end because they like kind of keep teasing that so maybe he's this kind of person who brings magic back into the world and Mm -hmm. maybe something happens where all these things are wiped out, all these creatures and maybe like humans come in and that's where like, maybe he's like a a survivor who like teaches magic. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't really fit into anywhere on this. I would, I think that's interesting. My first thought was that it takes place sometime after brave where, because like brave is like all this magic. So like, I think Brave is the kind of period where they were like, magic was popular, but now it's not. And now it's like, yes, it's this like fantasy setting with all these monsters, but it's just, they're all taking on like human qualities. So I think that sort of leads into like the animals with the human qualities. So if we can say like, they're like these, if there's like magic and mystic arts, then I think the, it's not implausible to have these monsters here. And you can even say that like, um, in Monster Sync, when, like, the animals evolve into the monsters, that could sort of be, like, reverting back to what they previously were, which is these fantasy creatures. But the only thing with the whole Brave thing is that there's, like, cars and stuff in this movie. Like, there's technology. Yeah, so that's why I think it's, like, after Brave. I'm just... The only other thing that I could maybe think is that, like, they... People could just be like, oh, like, it's on another planet or something. Or, like, no, it's, like, it, like it's that. someone telling a story and it's embellished. Mm. Like, it's not actually, like, what happened. Yeah. Like, it's a regular guy who's, like, <laughs> telling a story to his kid. Yeah. And he's making it sound like... Yeah, I think that... I th- I think what I'm saying makes sense. I, 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 like, do, I do agree. So it's but like, it just it seems weird to me, like, how all of that would just go away. Or I, I think it might be, like, after a while. So it was, like, magic used to be, you know, this big thing, but now it's, like, not. So this is, like, a... a good amount of time after where it's still like these fantasy characters kind of like maybe like around the this uh, kind of thing with like 
rather too like the talking animals, but still there's like okay. tech, modern technology. Also, the guy Tom Holland's character kind of looks like Linguini. He kind of does. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe no. Mm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> Maybe he uses <laughs> magic kidding. to transform himself into a human. Except Luke is Gusto's, Gusto's son. What? Okay, whatever. Where is he? he it's all is. conspiracy. They have, there's a DNA test in that Boom. movie. Boom, conspiracy. It's all <laughs> BNL. It's all, it's all BNL covering up. It's a big secret. I'm interested to see what kind of Easter egg. <laughs> like, Toy Story 4 was filled with Easter eggs. Like yeah. They had the, the, that was a fun movie. They had the, bad, the grape soda bad yeah. from up. They had oh. Tin Toy, which yeah. was crazy. Um there's some other stuff um, too. Uh, but I'm looking forward to Onward, and I think after seeing it, I'm going to try and like maybe place this into this. Place it yourself. I've yeah. like I've seen a couple of videos about the Pixar theory, but I haven't really like thought about it in a while. And I like, it's like I forgot one. like how good this is. Like this is really so. Shout out to John Negroni. Obviously, he's not listening, but go yeah. check him out. JohnNegroni.com. Get the yeah. book, or if you could, nah, or not. I, I mean, if you yeah, want to. You but like you can just um, if you just Google Pixar theory, it should be like the first result. They're not PixarTheory.com. That's someone else's no. thing. But um, this is his original thing, JohnNegroni.com. Well, I mean, it's kind of original because he got the idea from a cracked video. But yeah, uh, he but, um, flushed it out. He like he did like a lot of work on this, so it's very much impressive. Uh, I think the the real Pixar theory is how the Pizza Planet truck uh, shows up know, everywhere. Time travel. I don't know. <laughs> Pizza Planet truck is a living. Car from cars. <gasps> no. What? Um, it's BNL sleeper agents. God. I don't know. No, but um. Yeah, no, I really. I yeah, it's a it's a fun theory, definitely, yeah. and it works. Like mm. you could definitely think about it, but um. Yeah, I think that's a good place to end it's the a, show. It's a good place to stop. So, um, hopefully, everyone who listens was able to follow along. Uh, if as best he could. I know. I don't know how versed in Pixar everybody is, but I feel like most people, like the specific, it. like, and again, true. like if you want the specific, we just kind of gave like a brief overview, but if you want the specifics, go check out his website. He has everything lined up in like a lot of detail. Yeah, really. And he even like talks, I think he said in the book that he's going to like, even like refute things that like people have said like, Oh, well this kind of <laughs> makes it fall apart or this doesn't mm-hmm. add up. And he like, talks about it i might maybe i'll check this book out yeah, <laughs> i don't maybe know I'll, you know we'll see um but no so yeah definitely looking forward to onward uh, yeah next week we still uh, we still haven't seen sonic yet i think we're trying to see it this week we'll see we'll let you guys know we, we, we're busy guys come on yeah we got we got stuff to do yeah yeah things and stuff um <clears throat> things and stuff but yeah so again apologies for the potential quality of this we'll see how it turns we're out gonna try and get it um, fixed. we got to get this computer situation mm-hmm. figured out in here but um thanks for listening everybody yeah we will we be yes we will be here next week next week will be the last we'll have a we'll be missing the we will be missing the week after next week because so yeah we'll be on spring and there i'm sorry to say there is going to be an episode that i have to miss because i have to check when it is but it is next month because i have to give a tour Oh, okay. I have well, to I'll, do my requirements. That's Google Maps. We'll on, one second. Out. Okay. Well, we don't have to figure this out. Now. Yes, we do. I have. Okay, it. fine. I have it. Uh, it's the week after spring break. Is I have a, Okay, I so have a tour. we'll we'll I'll figure something. Out. We'll get a guest. All right. Yes. Anyway, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed. We will see you guys next week.